You're about to listen to the Wissam Sharif podcast. This effort is made possible by our monthly supporters on Patreon. Please visit patreon.com slash Wissam Sharif to become a monthly patron and help us to make more projects like this. Thank you for listening and please enjoy. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Wissam Sharif podcast. My name is always is Brother Jawad Khan here with Imam Wissam Sharif. Assalamu alaikum Wissam. How are you doing, Jawad? I'm doing great today. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. I'm fantastic. To all of our listeners, a sense of salam, peace, blessings, and may an effervescence come from your energy today. May a, may a evaporated light come off of your body. Salams to everyone. I am feeling amazing, Jawad, and I feel I pray that our listeners can reach a state to feel like this. I would like to share that feeling. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Uh, you're coming off of a course just now, right? You just came out yes. of QT. Uh, I just walked out of QT, which is Chronic Transformation, first time done in HD, and we called it QT in HD 2021. So it wasn't mm. just high definition because of the camera, but it was high definition of being able to see. And it was the first time I said it out loud and presented it to a the memorized mentor crowd. I used the word AQL legacy to to highlight 12 points of our life so that we could uh, take control of ourselves and then leave the legacy. So if, if I can give everyone a, a one minute snippet from the course, what was the greatest Quranic transformation ever written? It was that of Abraham who came into the desert of his now, built a house, may God's peace and blessings be upon him, and then said, Rabbana taqabbal minna, O our Lord, accept from us. And then he asked something that was beyond himself. 8,000 years later, his supplication of Rabbana wa ba'ath fihim ba'atha yaba'athu, to send down a messenger to the people of Mecca 8,000 or 10,000 years later, Muhammad peace be upon him came and Mecca now is flourishing. But Abraham asked God for a transformation that was so enormous, he wasn't even alive to see it, but he's still believing in his Lord. So the true question is for you right now, friends, can you, in order to transform in this moment, Upgrade your opinion of the creator you worship. Upgrade your opinion of what you think that creator thinks of you, how God describes you, and can you clarify what is your request? Now that you know the creator, you have a great opinion of him. You know how highly and great he thinks of you and your potential. What is your request? What is the request and if Jawad, you can take this, I'd like to hand the baton over to see how this makes you feel. But in the original creation of man's story, and you know this one as you memorized it with Khalifa, that God created Adam. And as he created Adam, he told the angels, I'm creating this creature. And the angel said, Are you going to create a creature who's going to create mischief and spill blood and and while we the angels praise you glorify you pray to you sanctify you and god said something that's the baton i'm handing over he said he said i know what you know not god stuck up not just for adam but for all of us 
So my question is, what thing, purpose, power, potential does God know about you that you don't know about yourself? And that is what I say when God said, I know what you know not. I know a potential, a possibility of this creature that you all don't know about. And so today's QT, I get that this elated feeling, that supercharged feeling that I have right now is coming from, oh, source, what do you know about Wissam that I don't know already? If this is not elated, if this is not full potential, what do you know about me that I don't know and help me to discover it? That was our QT for 2021. Allahumma ameen. I feel like saying uh, alhamdulillah. Yeah, and if you if you want to know more about Quranic transformation, we do have an episode that kind of talks about the concept for you and goes through uh, in more full detail exactly what Bissam just mentioned in terms of how to create a tra- Quranic transformation for yourself and uh, be able to put that together. Um, but for those who don't know, this is the Wissam Sharif podcast, which is a weekly look into and behind the unique work of Imam Wissam Sharif and his team's pursuit to teach the world to build a Quranic lifestyle. Come join us and discover recitation, memorization, mental mastery, perfecting physique, and living abundantly connected to Allah at all times. Uh, and inshallah, today, as we uh, as we can, you know conclude in the Quranic transformations, uh, Imam Wissam just kind of came back from that course. We we thought we'd dive into one of our, our our AQL legacy courses, but one that seems very appropriate to come right after Quranic transformation because once you have that beginning opinion of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala and you have the ability to ask of Him for you know whatever it is that your request is. What we all really end up wanting, you know, beside the the big thing that we ask for, uh, whatever it is that you kind of you want to get married, you want to do this or that. Um, but honestly, you uh, you end up getting to a point of saying, Allah, I want every day to be good. I want every day to be better than the last. I want my every day to be filled with all of like I, I want that habit to be built every single day. And so, with that, we want to introduce for you all the perfect day as as our course for today, inshallah. So, if you would, friends. Asking yourself the question, God, what is that thing you know about me? Oh, source creator of the highest frequency, the highest energy. Oh, source of motivation. The greatest motivator in the universe is the creator of the universe. And so maybe the experience, the thing I want to feel, the place I want to grow, or the contribution I want to give is within me. And it's my destination. The question we have right now is, What do you need to repeat over and over and over? What habit do you need to loop in order to reach destination paradise? Destination, memorize the whole Quran. Destination, have the body of paradise. Destination, connecting with your prayer, posture of request. What is it that you need to do over and over again? In the newest book that I've just picked up, Jawad, I picked it up off of my my 16-year-old, she had it on her desk, and I was like, are you reading this for school? And she said, our teacher said, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Yeah, James, James Clear. Clear. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware. I love that book. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Now, if you haven't read Triggers, The Power of Habit, Small Changes, Big Moves. Big moves yeah. Yeah, this, this book literally summarizes all those, <laughs> basically. I, I, I would say they could you, I would still recommend, uh, as I did, no, the all three those are previous, great, yeah. yeah, read those three, and now Atomic Habits is blowing my mind. Yeah, that's and that's I, what that's what it was when it hit me too, because I was like, oh, he's just he's just 
he he did what we did. He read those books and he's like, okay, let's make an, an like ur text about this. He says it. He says it at the beginning. I don't have you find any wisdom in this. The people of the past have have all said this already. I'm building upon it. I believe as James Clear was a previous sports player, he played um, baseball and there was an immediate connection. So whether it is memorizing yeah. the whole Quran or becoming a professional um, baseball player, the book, and I'm not completed with it yet. So Jawad, please uh, correct any er errors in understanding. It is 1% improvement. Making improvements mm -hmm. in yourself in places that are considered to be so um, no one from Britain had won the Tour de France uh, cycle race uh, for as many years as the race had gone on. So much so that bicycle companies did not want British riders to ride their bikes <laughs> because it would be like, oh, no, they're not going to win. And then our, our bike will be basically is going to be crossing the finish line last. And so what the then a, the British team went and set out to break that, change it, not by getting the greatest rider, not by training differently, um, but by making 1% improvements from they were using outdoor suits. They changed their outfit to indoor suits and it was lighter. They changed um uh, massage creams for like was Ben Gay better Tiger Bomb or they literally said what were the one percent improvements that they could do in order to reach the destination of winning Tour de France now if you or the 24 hours of Le Mans you can there are some great stories about a 24 hour race friends for those of you who are stuck into when did they pray and how did they go to the bathroom there are stories <laughs> there are stories about how that that was done uh, out of the side of moving vehicles. So when you want to reach a destination, a success, a mile point, a climax, memorize the whole Quran, um, memorize the whole Quran, then you may uh, for a second say, oh, how could I ever get through something so huge? Whereas if you make a 1% improvement in the smaller places, you may be able to change your entire uh, trajectory. So today, the perfect day, friends, I do want to get into some course content to say, what if you were to see the destination on the horizon and say, in order to reach there out of 365 days, I need to have at least 200 perfect days. Now, that is where the discussion is going to begin. So the first thing I, I would encourage everyone is to define or uh, figure out why your day isn't perfect right now. That's where the discussion begins. So to, to our listeners, if you want to jump on the bandwagon early and you don't even have a clear idea of where you want to get, happiness in the now. What is it that is an obstacle, an addiction, a sadness, a depression, an anxiety? What is that person, that energy that is representing, ugh, well, nothing's going to change. And uh, well, if my parents would just let me, if my husband would just allow me, if I just didn't have this bad habit, oh man, if I could just control my urges and we blame somebody else. The perfect day's very first step, friend. Why aren't you having a perfect day right now? What is it in your life that isn't blissful, that isn't full of joy? So if we could all jot down a quick phrase and then we can do some activities together. It is happiness in the now with a clear vision for the future. And that to me is the perfect day. Happiness in the now with a clear vision for the future.
Jawad, if you could share maybe a word or two on in your day, what are things that bring you joy? What are things that bring you happiness? And uh, try not to see if they can include food, if they can be about you or an activity that brings you joy. Um, I think for me, it's beside the regular habits of like waking up, <laughs> waking up early and having kind of a fresh fuddler and, and being able to take advantage of those morning times. Um, I think it's even beyond just that, that those like basic habits that are coming to mind. Uh, I think I had to write this down at one point, my perfect day before I've, I've had to do it many times, but I think one of them where I was like, uh, I think it was when I was actually, I think questionnaire with, um, when seeking a spouse, uh, with my wife, where it was like, what is, what defines a perfect day for you? And I think for me, I put that, um, I get qu quality in my worship and my connection to Allah. So like when I'm praying, I'm present minded. Um, quality in relationships. So I get to hang out and actually have quality time, even if it's little. Uh, and then I, I make like a little bit of improvement or, uh, or a little bit of progress on some long-term project I'm working on that I just get a little bit better, uh, a little bit further along in some sort of project that I'm working on. So whether it's writing okay. something or whatever it is. So, so Alhamdulillah, Saturdays are a nice day <laughs> for us okay. so when we do the podcast. Or I'm like, Alhamdulillah, we, we built that brick. Uh, yes. And, and it feels good, at least in this, this uh, as we conclude, you know, with each, with each recording, because it's like a long-term goal, a long-term thing that we want to build that I'm, I'm happy that we get to accomplish. So some of the things that get me. Do a So does the recording itself, it brings joy because you're in your now, mm -hmm. but does the feeling of accomplishment give you a, yes, it feels great. Yeah, it, for it, sure. It, it's, it's exactly as you said, happiness in the now, because I enjoy recording it with you, but with a vision for the future, because I enjoy also publishing it and it being part of this big massive library of, you know, recorded conversations and reflections and thoughts that we get to bring together. Absolutely. So if you're possible to go to step two right now, listener, if you found out that uh, hookah, going to the bathroom, some activity is kind of draining your day, Netflixing, TikToking, scrolling through your phone, uh, food, uh, negative thoughts, whatever it is, once you can identify what the obstacle is, move to step two and ask yourself the questions, what brings me true joy? Breathing meditating, praying, stretching, yoga, working out, hanging from the pull-up bar, using resistance bands, uh, working with gyroscopes, getting dressed, brushing my teeth, uh, putting myself together. What activities immediately could I do that would bring me joy? And, and don't think, think about whether of, you... I was going to say, and think of it in terms of what do you enjoy, meaning things you uh, do that bring you joy, not things that happen to you or that others deliver to you that bring you joy. That's Enjoy. Dependent. Absolutely. I, like I, you got my brain on that one. It's totally spinning wheels to enjoy something. Be in a state of joy. Uh, doing the activity would bring you a state of joy, not because, Jawad, can't we? Uh, well, my bad habits bring me a lot of joy. <laughs> I'm sorry. They bring me plenty of pleasure in the now. Regret, shame, sadness later on. But sure, I could sit around and watch Lord of the Rings and that would make me hecka happy. But I think where while I'm doing it, I'm not deriving from an external source. But when I hang from the pull-up bar, when I get a, a nice workout done, when I feel fresh after a shower, when I pray, spend time with my children, there's a sense of joy in that moment, not externally, but just being present in that moment. The second step of the perfect day is making a list. I think a lot of people, Jawad, don't know 
Joy is, oh, I just want to get done doing my work so I can go chill. And, and I get it. Yeah. So that, but the idea of chilling or relaxing is that what you were doing previously didn't bring you joy. So a mm -hmm. third deeper dive is where yeah. are you spending your time in your day? If you're spending your life at a job, at a career that is not fulfilling, that is not bringing you happiness. You need to double down on your Quranic transformation and write a new reality, fantasize a new future so that you can see yourself saying, oh, I love what I do. I teach, I um, write, I create YouTube, I, I paint, I record. And then when you say, oh, I just have to get out of my job, I, I just have to work 80 hours a week so that I can get smashed on happy hour on Saturday, Sunday, that's not joy. So the third level is mm -hmm. finding out the things that are truly going to bring us joy in the long term and then joy that can bring anything that can lift me up in the middle of the day. If I'm grumpy at four o'clock, I don't need to necessarily reach for something warm. I can reach for an activity or something that lifts my spirit. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think we might even need to take a step backwards and prior for, for us because this idea of joy is a new concept for a lot of people because it's not a very common thing you think about because most of us, what we're thinking about when, even when we say joy, you may be defaulting to thinking about how, joy is not just the absence of stress, mm -hmm. the absence of whatever's problems you have, the absence of whatever, like, it's not just a matter of being, having those things be removed because most of us think of like, oh my God, I would have so much joy if I just had a weekend where I had to do nothing or if I had my responsibilities or if the bills were paid or if this was happening or whatever it is. And it's like, you get so caught up in running away from what you don't like, but we here are trying to say like, no, no graduate your mind and try to write out a list of things that instead of running away from what do you want to run to and toward and and that will help you to be able to say like okay experiencing true joy you may not have some 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 folks listening may not have thought about the idea of joy since they were young as a halal concept as, as yeah, a, like, even being allowed it sounds like play it sounds like it sounds like uh, uh purposeless it sounds like you know uh, you know frolicking or, or doing something without any real oh, yeah. but does it also i i like that i didn't think that point i as a touching 40 joy would it, anyone around me antiquates a haram right mm -hmm. what, what are you doing that's causing you aren't you dancing music oh aren't you watching a movie it's like wait a minute do you not have activities that so do you not have activities that don't cause you guilt when you associate them with joy? Mm. What, so yeah, Jawad, I think a lot of people, the frolicking in the park, please do it. But I see how an adult Jawad or someone, a go-getter would be like, oh, why am I going to go sit on a swing? Why am I going to go to a park? Why am I going to go on a hike? But I'm saying the next step, most of us, when we say joy, we're like, uh, what, what, what haram thing are you going to do? Because I believe we don't have a set of activities that we derive happiness from. We do not derive happiness because we're longing for all the things we can't do. So that's a, that's a definitely, let's go back and ask people now, what does joy feel like? Isn't it external feeling? When I get rich, when I get famous, when I get enough likes or followers, then you know I'll, I'll be in a state of joy. Or when I receive the bag, the car, the clothes, then I'll be in a state of joy. I think absolutely, Joad. How would you define joy? I th I think it's when it comes to like doing an activity that brings you joy. There, 
uh, even though I just said it's not necessarily the absence of these types of things, like I think there is that level of like you elevate from you take a pause from the problems enough to be able to uh, appreciate and feel happy at what's happening. And and obviously, I mean, we could talk from a, a, the whole Tony Robbins perspective of just like happiness is progress. So when you feel like oh. something is bringing you progress, it's also this idea of your expectations versus reality. And so in the moment, if you get something more than you expect, you're very happy. Um, and so that you can adjust your expectations to be able to be, feel joy more often. But I think it's That's that idea of, uh, of grat- not even gratitude, like gratitude and appreciation really comes down to it where it's like, I enjoy to do something where I feel like I'm making progress and I feel like, uh, like I, I notice and appreciate what this means more in a way that this positive framing and all that stuff. Um, like, and that's and, what I agree. I, yeah. I, I, I would have, uh, my lead on to is joy is gratitude. Yeah. That's the book. Is, yeah. Is saying hasbi Allah is hasbi being a uh, uh, simple translation. When I know God is sufficient and I don't need to add anything to the moment, a lot of uh, many drugs are experiential. Music is experiential of the right song at the right time, the right food at the right. And joy to me is the moment being perfect the way it is. Nothing add, mm. nothing bad. I didn't sin. I, I'm not sinning. I'm not going to sin. I'm just in that moment. And that to me, that's pure joy. And I think that's the definition, Jawad, of gratitude. Or even more than just saying thank you, it's living in that grace. So finding moments, and now let's abrupt pause, and screech the the tires and say, you may be in a moment of bliss and life will come at you, specifically your day. Your day, the people around you, your boss, your manager, your spouse, your kids, your friends, the thing you didn't do, the person you didn't call, the uh, third cousin's uh, birthday that you didn't, uh, you know, Facebook message them. There's always going to be something that comes at your day. But by defining what joy is, what activities bring you joy, and what activities are draining your joy, you are able to, and this is the ultimate uh, we'll come to this conclusion. I want to say it out loud. You will come to the fact that no one is in charge of my joy except myself. No external factor. No one can make me angry. No one can make me enter bliss. I turn on, no one goes into my pituitary gland and goes four, two, six, two, five, five, and then boom. No, I automatically lift myself up and say, I'm in charge of my joy and I am in charge of the feelings I experience in my perfect day. And that's a conclusion, but we still, we have a little while to get there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, sorry, one second. Yeah, I think that that's, that's the big thing about it is that when you, when you experience, when you like encounter somebody who seems so joyful all the time, like if you've ever met with some as well, it's, it's a thing of they notice things you don't notice. And, and I was referencing, there's a book that I read when I was like, I think I was graduating high school and it was like a book of commencement speeches from um, Kurt Vonnegut. <laughs> He's just a okay. writer. Uh, but it's the name of the book was, this is nice, isn't it? And he references ah. his uncle. He's like, my uncle always used to say this thing where it's just like, no matter what the situation was, no matter where we were, he would just say like, this is nice, isn't it? And he's Allah. like, you have to say that more often and you'll find a reason to make it like why it's true. But like, 
it's it's those little joy and those little things where it's like even like like with Wassam, like sometimes you go and greet him and say salamu alaikum and stuff and then he'll pull you in for a dua and he'll be like you know may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect you and keep you breathing keep you keep your mind so like he'll say these things and i remember that's something that you would do in your talks that i ended up doing a lot of too when you introduce and say may Allah like we we begin as always as my dad my dad always does this in the khutbas where we begin as we always should with gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but then i would add in this thing i'm just like gratitude for the breath that we got for being able to wake up today for the gift of islam for being able to you know be the recipients of a 1400 year prophecy that led from generation to generation that led to this room i'm in my friend's apartment right now like like literally like you'd bring it down to this level so that people would be like wow no if i really focus on this moment there's like so many things to be grateful for in this moment and most of your joy comes from focusing on the what i don't have it's, that's all it is. It's the focus where you're putting your focus defines when you get joy or not. Because I think what the, I think the undertone or the under assumption that I think we're trying to get to folks that we haven't said out loud yet is you can find joy in any situation at all times. Alhamdulillahi ala kulli hal. The circumstances don't define your joy. As much as you think they do, as much as advertising wants to tell you, as much as you feel like it has to be this way, X, Y, Z, and as as sensitive as we want to be to folks who have very difficult circumstances, whether loss of a loved one or whatever is happening, we we take in this idea that Allah has given you the power to control your reactions to things and you have human emotions and you have up and down moments, but you can find joy whenever you need to and whenever you want to, if you utilize this process of being able to focus on the part that makes you joyful. Where attention goes, energy will flow. Mm-hmm. Where I pay attention, where I put forward and say, oh my God, there are babies dying at this moment. Excuse me for those who are triggered. There are those freezing in the cold at this moment. You can put that and your energy will go there. Maybe you'll even donate some money and help people who are in difficulty. But if you put your attention on the things that are full of bounty, and how you can help people and how you are in a state of bliss and happiness and how you can help others from that position, I believe you start to put your energy in the right spot. It, let's talk about anger, regret, shame. I can't, I can't forgive that person. You're spending your energy throughout the day. You're expending energy all around you. And that will hinder and take you off a path. So real question that comes to everyone, Jawad, is what will it cost me to not live in this beautiful state, right? Well, I will just be in a state of survival. And I'll, I'll throw this idea out there, right? Tony Robbins says this, um, and uh, many other speakers will give the concept of, uh, we still have the same brain that we were born with originally as man. When you see a saber-toothed tiger 60,000 years ago, danger, fear, Today, when someone comments on uh, Instagram posts negatively, danger, fear. My brain doesn't know the difference between the saber-toothed tiger and the bad beard day. My brain, does, it just looks at it as, oh my God, fear. I have to keep myself able to survive. So we need to, especially now in the information, in the time of information and, and knowledge, we have to evolve, emotionally elevate above only our thoughts, only our brain, and come to a place of, I can choose joy. If I don't live in a, if I don't live in a beautiful state, I'm living in a survival state. And that's what I, I want, I'm not going to ask our listeners to, to guess. If you don't live in a beautiful state, you're just surviving. You're just making it from one activity to the next. 
But when you're in a beautiful place, what's possible? Anything. Anything about it. Yeah, and I was I was even reflecting on this yesterday. I was talking uh, to a friend, um, just because when you think about it, even in terms of finances or the real problems that people have day to day, you 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 can be in a state of survival in terms of like I have to like yeah this is all nice Jawadmasam like it's fun to to you know talk about things and write a list of what I'm grateful for but like I still got like that doesn't put money in my pocket that doesn't put whatever prospect in my way fix, fix my pro- uh, my marriage or my issue yeah but I think there's there's what we want to say is that like that's why we're saying it's a matter of that mentality because like I I can be in a survival mode and when you're in a survival mode you usually are. Alhamdulillah, well-equipped to figure out how to survive, even if it's just by the skin of your teeth. Yep. Even just taking the moment to be like, wow, I survived by the skin of my teeth. Like, look at how Allah uh, put that together, how the money came into the account, how the, you know, the thing got taken care of, how the, the relationship was repaired. Like, what, like you, you just have to be observant and actually believe in this idea of like, even though I'm in survival mode, you can take that breath. And, and subhanAllah, I'm reflecting on my dad. My dad would always, uh, he's a person who literally like will be walking We'll be walking on the sidewalk and he'll be like, it, it, like the, he'll, the things he brings up, he'll be like, it's amazing how they put cement on this ground like this. Allah it, like he'll find those little things that you never would have thought or he'd be like, man, look at that. Like just the randomest things like while we're driving, he's like, these signs are immaculately designed that make like, imagine all these cars coming and being, having to be directed through and none of them in like minimal accidents and years of like the engineering it took to get like, he'll just bring up random things like that as a means of just teaching us to be grateful being and find grateful it. or yeah. and is it just positive thinking listeners is it just uh be chipper and yay all the time or if you put on your glasses of the hereafter the glasses that i believe wholeheartedly this is my first physical existence and i will continue to exist uh, uh do you have some spectacles that can go a thousand x and you can magnify and look everything at everything around you is in HD. It truly is in 12K because if you look at a single atom and in the perfection of this of the spinning nucleus, then yes, there is something to be grateful for. But let's that this is still all positive, yeah, happy. Great, yeah. yeah, let's let's come back the other way. Jawad, haven't you heard uh, the, uh, a talk from a quadriplegic person or a uh, four times amputee lost both his arms, both mm-hmm, his legs, yeah. the motivational speaker, uh, the young man whose uh, heart doesn't pump properly is a young Indian a motivational speaker. I think he's eight or nine years old. Mm-hmm. What about the what about the the folks who when you look at them, you're like, oh, but my situation is not that bad. Can you deflate the energy of a negative thought? Instead of just thinking positively, can you poke some holes in the mm. tire of the tank that is the negativity and say, well, look how it worked out last time? Or do are we addicted to the negative thinking, to the, well, uh, I should have asked for something better when we get what we want, or this always happens to me. Of course that would happen to me. Or, or yelling yeah. out the, come on. And this brings us to the episode we had on affirmations. What are you telling yourself through your day? Yeah. Is your day presently perfect and, you, and you're not seeing it? Or is this just a matter of positive thinking? And so the, the question comes is, well, nope. If it was just positive thinking, it wouldn't be 
from a beautiful state, anything is possible. That that's not a a statement. That's something you can live. That's something you the listener knows already. So seek positive states and see what's what type of pro- productivity you can have there. I do what I think you know this as uh, chapter two or three of Don't Sweat the Small Stuff that um, calm people can't be uh, overachievers or rather cannot be productive. If you're mm-hmm. calm and relaxed, I think it was one of the first uh, things in Don't Sweat the Small Stuff that if you're not, uh, we always think, oh, to have a perfect day, I have to be working constantly and getting things done and my to-do list. We value ourselves based on what we get done as opposed to valuing ourselves in the calmness weeks how much joy we experienced in each day how genuine we were to ourselves mm-hmm. so th- that to me that to me is uh, the the answer to is this just a bunch of positive thinking i don't think so no, i think no. this is a little bit more yeah because it's, it's it's we're trying to get one to acknowledge their reality with the belief that their reality can always not even, I don't even like the idea of positive because it's just truth. It's just like the truth is you have something to be grateful for. The truth is there's something to be happy about. And if you start from that idea and that belief, then it's it's easy. And and, and just taking again your point about the deflating the negative thoughts, I, I it made me think of some of the phrases. And if we have any younger listeners, like they, I always like I catch these things slowly and I try not to like berate young people that much. But like the the things you say instinctively really do have an impact on your life, even if it's a joke. For example, like this is why we can't have nice things, or you ah. always do you always do this this way, or whatever it is, or like we're the worst, or like there's these phrases that it's like it's become hip to be very negative thinking in a very sarcastic in a very like postmodern way. But nothing it, it, is cool. It influences you. Nothing is cool. Yeah. Nothing is exciting. Nothing you if you're excited by something, um, then you're a dweeb, a dork, a jock, a car guy, right? Nothing yeah, can be, yeah. right? Nothing can be exciting. Um, and and I, th- I think you've got, we've got our finger on it. Now we'd like to take it to the next level. Most of us now, uh, Jawad, you just pointed out, we don't know that we're living a life so that other people can see our perfect day. We're living a life so that people can see us. A brother sent me a picture. He's like, you know what I just posted on Instagram? That was staged. I just felt like telling someone. And he sent me the picture. (laughs) And then I looked at the Instagram picture again. I was like, oh, he was doing some act. And I was like, wow, they caught that so perfectly. And then he texted me and he goes, yeah, so that thing on the Instagram, I just need to tell someone I was. So I said, didn't didn't you portraying yourself doing that perfect thing didn't that make you feel bad portraying yourself and he goes yeah i felt like i needed to tell someone that it wasn't necessarily real and i said it's only real because you wanted it for someone else still take the picture post it it's this has nothing to do with whether you post on social media or not it's on are you doing things in your day that make you proud of you and that to me is an enormous change. So once you've made a list of things that bring you joy, then I would love for you to make a, th- a list of things that go on in your day that drain your day. Are you spending, uh, my, I'm eating, I wake up five minutes before my appointment, I am. I procrastinate, I am uh, endlessly late to major appointments, I'm always just not making it on time. Highlight these things. And 1%, James Clear's 
idea of upgrading 1% at a time. And no, you will not go from a crummy day to a perfect day in a snap of a finger, Thanos fans. You are going to have to collect all of those stones, patience and discipline, clear vision of where you want to get. And then I'm asking all of us to create a list of activities that you are going to do every day. I have to go to the restroom. I have to take care of hygiene. I have to eat. I have to pray. Make a list of these have-tos because you can only have so many have-tos. Mm -hmm. And that's what I call our next stage. Fourth and fifth stage is what is your priority? What are mm. you doing if you haven't gotten control of the emotional state, where you're sending your energy, what you're doing in a day, and what you're spending eight hours, your livelihood? If none of that is giving you a space to make a 1% improvement to memorizing the Quran, to becoming the YouTuber, the, uh, the, the personality, to developing your strength, then you're perpetually having the opposite of a perfect day. And I don't want to put a word on that, but what, what could it feel like to live? And we've seen it, friends who are hearing my voice. You must be in my age bracket or possibly younger because you've seen what family, people who spent 30 years doing the same job so that they could grow up to retire so then they could be happy. And I'm telling you, in a world of now, find that purpose. Find that purpose, find what gives you joy, find what makes you truly happy and pursue it. You will be uh, awarded and celebrated in public for what you master in private. You And that is what to me, that phrase on the wall in the morning is what gives me a perfect day every day. It's what makes me read a little bit out of a book. It makes me uh, improve myself, stretch, meditate, read books, eat healthy. Why? Because what I master in private, I will be celebrated for in public. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's very key is is this understanding that you're just trying to make a little bit of progress on what you're this this passion that you're saying, this ultimate goal. So having that vision is so important, and we we cover that in other courses, I think. But uh, and I wanted people to also know that we're not necessarily saying like, quit your day job, go pursue something random or something else, whatever it is. It's the idea of having that passion or finding that purpose. It can be broad enough to say like, I help humanity, you know, through mentorship and teaching and I improve their lives by, you know, being the one that actually gets them to understand. And you can do that in your IT job. You can do that in whatever you can find it within what you have now. And inshallah, like double down and find the best version of that a little bit at a time and, and get toward that more and more. Um, and if I can completely disagree for just for that one listener who's like, oh. no, I didn't need that, Jawad. I need to be said, if you've been thinking to quit your job and leave radiology and leave your field because you are enormously talented and you are ready to go to put in 10% work every day to become the top 5% of your entire field, uh, please say Bismillah, make intention and know that you are the one making this decision. And yes, uh, don't burn bridges. Start, let your uh, managers know in advance. Tell them I'm, I'm, changing, uh, I'm changing directions in life. Greatly appreciated everything. And I wanna make my exit effective. This is not about smash and, uh, smash and grab and burn everything to the ground. If you're ready, make the 
the paradigm shift that I live in abundance and I have a purpose. And so for everyone, please play it safe. But for the one or two folks out there who are like, uh, we didn't come for playing it safe, then get ready to flip the table, friends. Get ready to turn the script to be in a state of fear. I'll give you an advice. Most people say don't invest in stock or don't make financial investments more than you're willing to lose unless and only it's that one thing, that one ticket you believe in and you're ready to go all in. So from the poker world, and you've probably all seen World Series of Poker or heard the concept, truly, when there is your life on the line and you say all in, you're taking a chance. You're believing in something. You're throwing caution to the wind. And so in 2021, no, friends, quit the job. Quit the job that is giving you sadness. If you can't change your coworkers and the way you're feeling there and the emptiness you feel, there is a possibility that you are not meant to be there. But what will I do? How will I take care of myself? And that, beloved, is where the belief in a God, belief that things will work out, belief that I am being looked after, not looked over, like, checked, not on a security camera, but I'm being looked after by the creator of the heavens and the earth. And if you needed to hear that, friends, I am telling you, there's a fear in leaving your six-figure radiology job, in leaving the social norms and going all in on being a grand teacher. There is a fear. And let me tell you, there's no greater satisfaction than waking up every day and doing what you love 12 to 14 hours a week. So I, I am speaking on to myself of me. Um, my manager came and we were doing hours together and they pointed out that I was working somewhere close to 76 hours or uh, 13 hours a day, every single day. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. but I love what I'm doing. Like I'm tired. Yes, I'm exhausted and I can be, I can be wired from, from doing my job, but yo, I love this. I, and, and, and I, so to me, take the chance, guys, take the chance, push the envelope. And this is not for the youngster. The youngster, don't quit your job. Make your bed. Wake up on time. Do your own laundry. Take care of your parents. Be, begin speaking to your mom more affectionately and respectfully than you would to your girl or to your, to your spouse. Begin. That's the change you need to do now. Quit video games and Halo and hookah and, and, and be a full you. But for someone who's finished the degree and is still waiting to make it from their degree, you live in 2021 and you know exactly what I'm talking about. So absolutely, Jawad, your listeners should stay in their lane and clean up their act. Anyone who's in, in my lane at this stage of life and is not yielding joy, then I ask you to double down on how much God has for you. It'll upgrade your opinion of what God has in store for you because you could keep upgrading life a little at a time, a little at a time, or you can take a leap and see who catches you. Your Lord will. Allahumma amin. Allahumma amin. And I think, I think the connection we can make between our two, our two sides here is this idea of, I think what I, what I caution is that we're talking about finding joy and being able to find the purpose that you that you have for your life and the vision that you have for your life. And we want you to put in that work to find that. And I think what I caution people from is 
don't just pursue joy at all costs though because mm. joy mm. is this byproduct and side effect of living be in a beautiful state and living with a vision for the future because if you just pursue joy it will be empty and you can't just keep running away to do what that makes you happiest each in each moment because then you you're not thinking about the future you're not thinking about that vision and when you're when you have that vision it pulls you and it drives you and it gets you to the level of commitment that all in commitment that full time work uh, full time results come from full time work idea where what's well, so almost telling you to quit your job but are you ready to spend 76 hours a week doing what it is that you're looking to pursue if you're ready for that go for it that's the that's the idea where you're not just doing this halfway to say oh I just want to make a little bit more money Let me or try I just it. hate my job or I hate this job and then you because some because we need you to to detach from your love of the negativity because it's familiar because if you leave yes. one job you'll end up in another you'll end up in another and another if you keep on getting addicted to I need a boss's approval I need a, a paycheck to come every single week even though I'm not, like I need to know exactly where it comes from and exactly yes. how much it is I need to I'm addicted to that certainty unless you're ready to go all in and and ready to to really do what comes with the territory of it work your way up to that 10% a day get the discipline of going to a job yeah get get that get, discipline going cuz then cuz you're all all you're doing is building up yourself and your skills because you know, degrees matter less and less the older you get what program you got matter less and less and, and I've been telling this to a lot of young people recently it's it's make sure you're you're squeezing as much as you can to build your character and skills from everything that you're doing and when you get better you become so joyful with whatever Allah gives you with whatever you end up getting to do with whatever job comes your way with whatever opportunities pan out you get joyful because now you're taking control of the fact that i'm not just depending on the job to make me happy i'm not just depending on that career to make me happy or that money to make me happier that you know even even in the realm of creativity and artistry and passion sometimes we we have a lot of psychological you know hang-ups there too where it's like i'm still seeking approval i still feel like an imposter i still and all of that needs to be worked on too because it's really a matter of getting to a level of the psychology of somebody who's ready to pursue the passion and pursue the joy and when you have that it's a matter of taking taking the leap is not a matter of I'm going to achieve this with the minimum work possible. It's no no, I'm ready to fall to fall off and build the plane in the air. Like I'm ready to build it in the air because that's what I love to do. This is what I'm loving to do and I'll figure out like all the other things that people need certainty about. That stuff I'll figure it out and I have trust in Allah as the ultimate one to be able to take care of my my needs and you know inshallah Allah to be able to do that. So we're talking to two levels of people here. We hope Absolutely. that you figure out where you're at, inshallah. But that idea of the perfect day is that's how you live every single day. So that like Wissam's perfect day was getting his sabak done when he was however young years old. Yep. Now his perfect day is getting the sabak done of the 15, 30, 40 memorized students that he has that he's teaching. And that all happened from having perfect days all along the way, building the vision bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Because if you don't have that vision built bigger, you're going to look back at the last 10 years and say, man, I was in that job and nothing. Like it feels like you're in a well and you every day you're sliding down. And this is how life is. You're sliding down, down, down. We're telling you to just covet and and take charge of and take you know strength in that little step every day so that you're always making at least upward progress to some extent even if you go up and fall down you go up and fall down a little bit always be making moving forward so you can find your way up to the sun and to the light of what it is you want to pursue and what you want to do and so if i can draw both together both of uh, both of the ideas i 
worked for many visionaries. I'll give an example. So for everyone who's looking to, uh, what about the work? If you can't wake up for someone else's vision for two years at 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning, if you can't be motivated by someone else's vision for 24 months, you will never wake up at 4 o'clock for your own vision. Give you the smallest example. I was a project coordinator for Serenity Builders. Uh, there was a construction company that built homes. Jawad, our uh, manager, owner who built the ground from the ground, the company from the ground up. So he owned his own tractors. He owned uh, everything we worked on, major machinery. He owned it. And he, he started out by doing uh, sewage and piping, Jawad, putting piping in the cold Virginia, Northern Virginia, Maryland area, um, doing piping and plumbing and running uh, misutility lines out uh, for people from the main street into people's homes. It's a gritty job. There is no fame. It is the people that people curse and scream at. Oh, they're in the middle tearing up the street. That was us. And he knew this whole time as we were bidding for contracts from the city uh, to get this, this main needs tightening or cleaned up. It was always in his head, Jawad. So before we got up, before we were at a job site, uh, Amir was there. Amir knew what was going on and had the vision. So when we then had this beautiful, pristine 26 acres where we built, I think, about 20 plus homes, Jawad, he saw the whole thing. While we were like freezing in the middle of December in Virginia, he was talking about, I think we'll have an option for French doors. I remember him. I was like, what? He goes, I think we should have those French windows and the door. And I was like, we haven't even dug the hole yet. But Jawad, his vision and the need for a paycheck got me up at 430. Non-construction guy. I never did construction in my life. But we were on site. So if Jawad, they're going to quit that job that they can't, they can't see and be motivated by someone else's vision. Jawad, when they have a, a, a push inside them, it won't go anywhere. It'd just be a great idea that you have at the hookah lounge with your friends. Hey, we should start, we should write a book. So uh, if you can't live off the energy and wake up at four o'clock, 4.30 in the morning because of someone else's vision, because their vision is so clear and so well, um, uh, it's so executable, then are you some advanced person who your, your first vision is going to be so clear that you can get up? No way. Mm. Work hard. I worked at Serenity Builders. I worked at Toys R Us. I worked at KB Toys. I worked at Foot Locker. And the whole time in some of these positions, they were like, what are you doing here? Like you're not, you're much more qualified than to, than to just kind of be hanging out at this job. And I said, no, I, this is part of my business training. And my father always told me an imam, a true scholar, should go work at a gas station. And I was, I never understood. I was like, mm. that I, there's no way. He goes, you need to be with the person who's going to come to your khutbah. You need to be at the guy who stood for 14 hours pumping gas. And then you go give him a khutbah. Would you dare say what you say in your super luxurious, I get to pray to Allah all day long? How would you speak? And I was like, yo, yeah. Dad, he goes, go work at a toy store, go press buttons, get cursed out by a kid because I wouldn't sell them Grand Theft Auto. And these little 10 year old kids would cuss me out to my face. And I'd be like, please, thank you. Where are your parents? You 
devil child, what are you doing here? <laughs> and, and it's true. You, you get to learn through so much more and you grow. I sold uh, life insurance. I made, I was a guy who made cold calls because I knew I needed to be able to talk to anyone. So in a cold call, in our first three minutes, Jawad, if you've never heard us, I had to get your name, your age, and whether you had $100,000 of assets outside of your home. That was in the first three minutes of a, hello, Mr. Khan, how are you doing today? This will be, and that was, I learned, I learned, and I showed up, and I got chewed out by a boss because I wasn't selling the, ins I wasn't pushing it hard enough, and it was like, yes, sir, and that, Jawad, allows me then to say, I love it. I love radiology. I love where I am. But had I not put my hours in, froze my fingers, fought with little kids during the Christmas season, had moms going wild to, to buy, you know, two for one Game Boy Advance games, I wouldn't be where I am today. So can anyone on the closing point acknowledge, Jawad, that we are, that you have experienced hundreds of perfect days already? We have already experienced the perfect days that have polished us and brought us up to where we are right now. Can't help but quote, Jawad, did you happen to see Slumdog Millionaire? Yes, I did. And so every activity, basic premise, uh, a, a young boy from the slums of India gets on to who wants to be a millionaire, and he's able to answer these 11 impossible questions. But the movie then chronologues how he's able to answer each one of these questions, not because he went to school or university, but because he was cultured by the streets. Every single event in his life prepared him for this final, who wants to be a millionaire? Uh, the, the million rupee question, uh, which I know is very little. So it must have been like 20 million rupees or something like that. <laughs> so as much as we're like, find things that make you happy, do this, throw caution to the wind. Hasn't life been preparing you for this exact day and let's inception right now? Hasn't life prepared you for this very podcast that you're listening to? Hasn't life prepared us to speak about it and for you to be at the position that, yo, why do I swear they're talking to me? Like, why are, why are these guys talking to me? How do, how do they know? Mm -hmm. And so if you haven't already per, uh, experienced the perfect day, just wake up. You're living in those days Perfect to you or not, your life is preparing you for the purpose, for the reason, for the inni a'lamu ma la ta'lamun. That thing God knows about you that you don't know yet, every day, day is preparing you for that. So from this moment forward, friends, life isn't happening to you. It's happening for you. And today you just get to label it because you've been living the perfect day and you will now take control, take reins over this horse and decide to ride it into the destiny of joy, of discomfort, not to, I feel comfortable, I'm just going to survive, but to go to a place of, in order to reach the 1,000% version of me, I need to increase 1% a day for the next 1,000 days. Absolutely. And then just as, as we're closing off here, some some kind of salient points, I think that I've, I've come from one thing, uh, from the things that you've just kind of gone through. Number one is that, uh, I think we did a good job of also giving because now we're doing the the courses and the peaks that we haven't been doing the story behinds as much anymore. But I'm glad we've got to hear the story behinds because there's somebody who works at a footlocker. There's somebody who's in those jobs in those times. And we want you to know it's not about just escaping that. It's 
knowing what you can pull from the perfect days of those and say like what is the skill i'm gaining from this what is what like in the what is allah preparing me for that allah. i never knew i i fundraised for my university and it taught me sales skills that three month job has been on my resume and been mentioned in interviews so many times now because i'm like that's my sales experience and it really like was like a boot camp for me that was able to get me further and further in all these different things and so nothing in life is wasted so please don't actively wasted in your brain never don't think any of it is wasted not at all even those sean the paula lyrics that are burned into my head from working <laughs> at footlocker jawad we we i used to read quran under my breath or make dhikr because all i could hear was shake that thing walla 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 it's all i would hear and any of you guys don't even remember who sean the paula was but he he was a singer and it just i'm sure if you walk into a footlocker right now post pandemic it'll still be playing it was on mm-hmm. loop jawad so all of that agony it's worth it it puts you so, in a place and now uh for the little children listening you can troll uh imam wisam next time you see him by walking up to him and saying hey uh sheikh that thing walla 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 i have to tell you something walla walla sheikh sheikh you're in my way just move a little bit <laughs> bark love fikum everyone i had a fantastic time today i truly want to be able to reach out to you and say jawad i think we're coming up on 30 episodes if not more think, yeah more i think it's 34 maybe all right friends i want to celebrate with you up to 50 because after 50 you know we're going to blow up and we're going to be global at that point so you know <laughs> we don't want to forget where our humble roots be idhnillahi ta'ala tongue in cheek friends i do want you to know that there is a person out there who's heard 34 episodes there is a person out there who's saying I'm going to ride and die yo. I'm going to grow. I'm going to be there and I am having my perfect day every time I hear the Wisdom Sharif podcast. Thank you so much Jawad for a beautiful day to our listeners out there guys. Keep jamming with us. We enjoy this opportunity to share some time with you but we feel like it's a way to get into our subconscious, ours and yours together and say, "Nah, there's got to be more. There's got to be more to this and we want to go all the way. We want to go to the psychedelic, past the psychedelic. We want to go find the venomous toad of the south Am- of the Amazon and we want to go much further. We want to give shahada to the toad. So we want to go to places where you might be like, "Oh my god, this is so crazy. Muslims should do this." and be like, "No, we've got something even better." So to everyone out there, a sense of salam upon you, a small recitation to protect you from the whispers of mankind, Surah Nas. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Qul a'udhu bi rabbin nas malikin nas And may you go with the protection of the Lord of mankind. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Thank you so much, Jawad. Thank you everybody for listening in. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Thank you for listening. To support this and other projects and get access to exclusive series and content, support us monthly by visiting patreon.com/wisamsharif. Jazakumullahu khair.